And there's three types of things inside us. You have fear, fire, and permafrost. Fear is the thing that stops dreams, uh, makes people overthink, procrastinate, come up with excuses. Fire is that passion, that enthusiasm that I have, that both of you have, that many people that are watching this still have. And then the permafrost is there's something frozen inside us. It could be a past relationship, past failure, uh, our parents. And if we try to put good soil on top of the permafrost, it's still frozen. And so we have to dethaw the permafrost. Whatever you're weak at, that's why you're not earning your worth. Whatever's frozen inside, eventually it dethaws and it consumes you. Now, the fire will often burn the fear off, but it will never replace the, the permafrost. And so we are our own best asset, but also our own worst enemy. That's our guest, JT Fox. JT Fox is a private equity fund manager, a serial entrepreneur of multiple companies across all sectors, an investor in companies and properties, and the world's number one wealth and business coach. He has businesses interested in over 54 counties and is a former media personality having his own self-syndicated radio show called the JT Fox Show in the United States and Canada, which now has moved to its highly popular Millionaire Flicks platform. Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak has called him the closest thing to Steve Jobs. I'm Bob Bianchi. At the Bianchi Law Group, LLC, we are a team of former prosecutors who fight the government when they charge our clients with crimes. Our entire legal team is made up of former prosecutors. And I'm David Bruno. In each of the episodes of this podcast, Bob and I will interview guests who have faced adversity in their personal and professional lives and found out what mindset they employed to triumph. Now, we seek the truth through real-life encounters and candid conversations with thought-provoking guests ranging from all walks of life. Here, you will find how today's thought leaders in their industries face immense challenges and adversities with captivating stories ending in personal triumph and ultimate success. We began our conversation with JT on the value of receiving coaching and how not all coaches are alike. And how, if desiring to be the best, you must seek out the best. Now, hey, listen, we all need heroes, models, and coaches. And just like I'm the best at what I do, you guys are also the best at what you do. I know because I'm a client of your law firm. And, um, you know, we live in a very unfair, unjust world. And if you're going to succeed, you need the best. Um, you know, you can learn basketball from a high school basketball coach or you can learn from Phil Jackson. You know, so it's a big difference, right? And who would you rather learn from Phil Jackson or the local. They're both teaching you basketball, except one won a lot of championships is regarded as one of the greatest of all time. The other is just probably a great guy. And so same thing with all lawyers, right? You have a lot of lawyers, but I like dealing with the best and you guys are the best, which ultimately we kind of have a, a reciprocal relationship. You pay me to coach you and I pay you to, to help me out with my issues, which, um, which made a very big difference. And, and I think the realization is that everyone is penny wise and dollar foolish, right? They, they'll, they'll go to an attorney so they can save a couple hundred dollars an hour, right? But then it costs them millions of dollars or their life in this situation. And in my case too, I mean, I just always seek out the best that are more successful than me. Um, I've had nine coaches in my life. I still have four that are active. I've spent over $3 million in coaching. And it's the greatest thing because it allows me to have a shortcut, what to do, what not to do. Uh, I don't, you don't know what you, it's not what you know that hurts you. It's what you don't know. And what you don't know is the blind spots. And that's where you can get in trouble either legally 
right? Because ignorance of the law, whoops, I didn't know, is definitely not a defense, I'm sure. that. Uh, but your honor, my client didn't know. It's, I, don't, I don't really think that works. Same thing in business, right? You can't say I don't know. Um, so we're 100% responsible for every choice we make, whether good or bad, it's always our fault. Hey, JT, you know, what's impressed me about you. And again, you know, we have a, a relationship as, as friends and, and, and business people, but, um, you are trying to give forward. What I love about not the fact that you have business interests in over 54 countries, probably more than that right now, and you're an Uber success. You actually go all the way down to coaching and trying to help people that are on the lower levels who feel like I can never possibly be an entrepreneur like somebody like JT Fox, including your founders uh, that you have that you started. And and I we're on that as well. And we watch people that have everything from a couple of dollars to spend to billionaires that you literally have on these founders calls with various deals. Why is it that you got yourself when you don't have to do it into the space of trying to help people that don't really have a lot of equity try to improve their financial position? I mean, I can give you the answer. It's all about leaving a legacy. And and I just want to make this planet a better place than when I first got here. That would be a very basic. Uh, the bottom line is, I believe in investing in people, not in deals. You're right. Great people will eventually find a great deal or make it work, right? Persevere, like all three of us, right? And a bad person to deal with will ruin a good deal. And that's kind of like the theme that was last year, what I experienced is I had three great deals. I still made money, but it was the biggest aggravation and probably left tens of millions of dollars on the table because they were just bad people, either uncoachable, know-it-all, uh, ego, pride. And so, you know, to me, is there are two types of people. There are people with money and there are people that are trying to work their way to have money. And you can't just be in a room full of people with a lot of money because house, because people like me with a lot of money be like, okay, well, where's the deals? Well, I don't know. You, like, Because we're at a stage now where we look at so many deals and we say yes or no. So you kind of need what the equivalent of a young JT Fox of someone who's got that insane work ethic, that attitude, that persistence that's going to find out. And ultimately, I mean, we just take a look at a recent deal we did in Dallas. I mean, 50.3% return. I mean, in four months. Right. I mean, I didn't find the deal. And, and to be honest with you, would I have put five months, the person who brought us the deal did five months of like persistence every week. I, I don't know if at this stage of my life, I would have done that. So I think there's a combination of both. But when we get into the founders in the room or any room, we're all equal. Everybody's got a role to play. Right. You, and, and we all collaborate with an end goal. Right. And how can we share, add a value to each other's life? And where you learn is ultimately where you earn. Yeah. Great points. Look, we were on the founders call last night over 350 people. We were down with you in Florida at Mega Success. And I'll tell you what, man, you blew us away. You blew us away with the event that you put on, the stage, Jack Nicholas, the greatest golfer in the history of golf down there talking to us about business. Talk to us about relations, relationships, networking, because you're one of the ones that pound it more than others. And, you know, it's it's the key to your success, as I see, with all the people that you're connected with. Well, everyone's worried about financial capital. I'm, really, I'm, I'm sort of worried about uh, relational capital. It's not what you know. It's not who you know. It's who knows you. Uh, I get offers all the time to be on shows and podcasts and radio. And I say no, probably most because of time, right? It's just, you know, it takes time. And, and so in this situation... We've invested in the relationship. And to be honest with you, had you not said, hey, listen, we want to hire you. And if you guys remember the first time you and I talked and then Bob showed up and I was 100% sure that we weren't going to move forward. I, I don't know why. It's just I'm so used to the, let me think about it and think about it. 99% of the time is no. And ultimately, because you invest in the relationship, 
not only did we build a relationship when I needed you, you were there, which built a very good sort of friendship because it was based on trust and what you guys did from at your law firm that you guys are the best. And, you know, they did something that was unfortunate situation of being a public figure. It's just, you know, everyone tries to extort you left, right, and center for no reason. And you guys came in and, and I don't know, I mean, it was like Saturday night and Sunday night and going over letters and strategies. I mean, it's what I would do. And you guys did the same thing. You weren't saying, well, we're lawyers and we'll go deal with it on Monday morning. And you, and so I like being around like-minded individuals like that, no matter what their net worth is, it's irrelevant to me. I put on my pants the same way uh, that everybody else does. Although I tend to get them on a little bit earlier in the morning, you know, somebody wake up at seven or eight and expect to be successful. That's a different story. But, and then as a result, I have one of the biggest conference called mega success. And, and I wanted to interview on stage because you guys have done a phenomenal job branding because you're not attorneys. You're entrepreneurs that are attorney and just doing the show and how you're promotional and how much, you know, I see you and Bob on TV all the time. I should not sure why you're not wearing my tie and why Bob is not wearing my tie today. This is an outrage. I mean, this is the breaking news, uh, but usually they wear my ties and today they're not. So uh, I'm very devastating. I thought I'd monetize and share this to the whole world, but now I'm just going to share it to myself. But yeah. all right, well, wait, wait, wait a second. We got a caveat a couple of things. First of all, Bob doesn't have a tie on because he would not be seen without a JT Fox tie on. And when I go on the national news media, I actually put a JT yeah, but, Fox. But this is the big show. This is the big show. I don't care about national news. This is your show. And the greatest radio show there is nothing but the truth. And the truth is you don't have my tie. And for that reason, you're fired, Bob. And then Bruno... Uh, that, that thing is giving me a rash just looking at it. I'm not well, going to lie to you. I, it's hurting my eyes. Not, not having a tie or having the wrong tie? Uh, yeah, I'd rather not have a tie. That's a good point. Your Honor, motion to dismiss uh, Motion to dismiss my complaint against Bob on the premise <laughs> of uh, we have come to resolution. Bruno, I'm proceeding with my cause of action against that. Yeah, All right, I got you back on Bruno. No, by the way, cautious interference of my eyes. <laughs> Hey, JT, you mentioned this before, and I think it's really important. And we know your story this way, and I think it's really, really important. You know, I, I kind of felt your pain when you were going through what you were going through when we were helping you out, uh, because having been nominated by the governor to be the county prosecutor, I had so many false articles, so many false news media, uh, so many people that want to take a shot because you're the top dog. And I felt it was very, very unfair. And at a certain point in time, I actually framed an article because I felt I was being framed and had it in my office so I could look at it every day to realize it's not, I never expected to be attacked for the things I did expect to be attacked for the things I did do, but not for the things that were just made up that I didn't do. JT, you're the top dog out there with regard to business coaching and, and your mega success that you have. How do you deal with that when, from a, an emotional point of view, when you're being accused and attacked of things only because you're so successful? I mean, listen, I, I used to be bothered by it a tremendous amount because we're all human. We're all people, right? I mean, at the end of the day, we all want to be loved. And it's one thing if like you disagree with my stance on a particular position or a political situation or something like that, which by the way, I always keep neutral because I realized you're never going to change people's minds, right? Vax, unvax, or Trump or no Trump, like abortion, no abortion, gun control or gun control. Like there's nothing I can say or none of us can say that will ever change people's position until they experience something, right? It's just an example, right? You don't believe in the vaccine, you end up on a ventilator. Uh, I've had several people, they spent two, three weeks in the hospital. They couldn't listen to anything. It was loud. And the whole time they kept thinking, will I die? And what they kept going back, if you ask them, would you take the vaccine? Every single one said yes. 
And those who, by the way, had it and then nothing happened, be like, yeah, it was like, you know, nothing. So I, you know, I had to have a different perspective. So I believe we have to live through different perspectives. And once we experience things, then that is when we form an opinion. And I tell people, I mean, I respect whatever, you know, whatever position you have, but you're entitled to your own opinions. You're not entitled to make up your own facts. And what people do is they make up their own facts. They'll, they'll say like, oh, you're a scam. You're this, you're that. Yeah, but they don't know. Like, it's just hearsay. It's their, their belief. And I think we've become a society that is more divided, cancel culture, woke culture. And so if you want nothing but the truth, we are more divided as a nation. We cannot say, oh, you like or don't like this person, this, you know, or you know what? I like, say, Trump, let's say, but I don't like that he did that, right? And so, or I don't like Donald Trump, but, but you know, this, he did well. We live in a situation, everything is bad, everything is good, and there's no respect to people's opinion. If you disagree, you get canceled. People believe in the freedom of speech until you disagree with their position, and it's getting worse. We live in a country, this is, not, this is about successful people and, and nothing but the truth. Everyone loves a story on the way up. And the minute you're on top, they want to see you go down, right? Because you're rich or people are like, oh, rich people, you don't pay taxes. Well, how much taxes do you pay? Right? Like, what do you, like, what do you contribute to society? I hire a lot of people. I've invested a lot of business. I, I, I put back my money. So the problem, we live in a country where everybody's pointing the finger at somebody else and they have three fingers pointing back at them. Or they'll be like, oh, I don't trust the government. Well, when you get the stimulus check, you, you, you trusted the government, right? And so I think people, uh, wherever they listen to, in the news, right, is people get their views from wherever they get. And that's the problem. So I have become desensitized. And so, you know, even Amazon's got a 70% happiness rate. Like who doesn't like Amazon? I don't like it. They refund my, my money. If I want to talk to customer services, like in three minutes and 27 seconds, someone's going to call you. It, it, it's so who doesn't like it? Is it someone that's jealous because they're got so big? Is it because you don't like big corporations? Is it because you know, someone that took that they lost their business because of Amazon. I don't know, but there's one thing for sure. 51% of the people like you, your president and the majority of people, 25% of people will like, you no matter what you say, 25% of the people like you, but they're looking for a way not to like you because maybe they got burnt before 25% of the people, they don't like you, but they like, I, I want to like you. These tend to be very skeptical people. They want to, but it's ingrained in them. And then 25% of the people will never like you no matter what you say. And trying to convince people that are never going to be your clients, never going to be your friends, never going to be your buyers, to try to convince them to like you is a losing proposition. Yeah, JT, I want to start off with the term relevant rich. And I've heard you tell the story about your boy, partner and billionaire tycoon x out of chicago that taught you this phrase and uh speak to our audience about it well the idea is rich with relevance i remember the story and i almost didn't rent an office because i was in my in my office place in chicago and everything was just kind of shut down but sometimes as an entrepreneur we just need a place to go right like to to clear ahead or to come up with ideas and there's always a lot of distractions so they had these little offices within our buildings. And of course they were cheap. And during the pandemic, they doubled in prices and there was only one left and I'm debating. So I said, it's fine. I'm going to take it. And then one day this big guy comes in, I'm in the bathroom. He's loud voice. I'm like, what do you do? And he goes, I own the building. I'm like, Oh, and I'm like, uh, um, you know, and I start talking and then he says to me, you're saying a lot of things, but I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, what are you saying? And horrible first impression i'm st stuttering and, and maybe the pandemic especially the start you know just you know you, you're off your game and i went to bed at night and i felt like completely kind of like upset with myself that i didn't make a good impression so next day i came in and click his office i'm knocking the door you know it's 
and it's close because of COVID, you know, and he's looking at me, he rolls his eyes. You could tell he's like, what now? So I'm like, I just want to say I made a bad impression. I'm sorry. He goes, so what? I'm like, yeah, I just want to tell you. And he goes, he goes, what's the last time you gave a sandwich to the homeless? When's the last time you went out there and you gave something without ever getting credit, right? Rich with relevance, right? You really have, you're rich when you can give something to someone without ever knowing that it's you. You're rich when you can have a private plane or all this stuff without bragging about it on social media. And he goes, and then it hit me. And I'm like, I'll do it. And he could roll his eyes. And I went to Whole Foods, which was next door to my building, which is kind of crazy because like, I was like, do they want organic to homeless? Like I was going because, you know, Whole, Whole Foods is whole paycheck, right? You get like it's 30% more. And I'm like really thought about walking 15 minutes away to the other grocery store. And so I buy it. I had made sandwiches in the longest time. So then I go in there and I give sandwiches with an apple and chips to like 20 homeless people. And out of the 20, only three people said yes. And I was kind of upset. I said, thank you. I was just kind of upset about that at first. So then I, I, I see him say, hey, I did it. You know, like you said, he goes, what happened being rich with relevance about doing that without, but I'm like, I'm just telling you what I did. He goes, again, doing something without anybody knowing, including me. Now, what I did not know after the fact is that he actually saw me given out because he was driving, actually saw me, but he didn't tell me that until like months later. And so for the next like few months, I, that's what I did every Friday and I dropped it off. And, and I also learned about that doesn't matter if they say thank you, they just need it. Just some people don't know and some people are broken, right? And the system is there and, and it doesn't matter whether they say yes or not because it's not about my feelings, it's about theirs. And, um, you know, one day he walked by my office and, and he goes, he heard me talk and he's like, you know what, uh, what are you doing? And so I'm like, you know, I'm just helping some people and, and, he go, and then I said, he goes, well, maybe I'd like to talk to them. But he goes, I don't want my name known. I don't like, you know, I mean, it's not what I do. I'm not like you. I have no interest of being on the radar. And then he starts speaking and no one knows his name. He's a billionaire, but no one knows his name. And it's kind of ironic because it, we just kind of got used to it. But the way you talk, you could tell it's a whole different level. And, um, and then one day he just called me and we just became business partners. And now we're business partners now. And um, one, if I had not gotten that office, this one happened. Number two, I could have been like, oh, the guy's being an a-hole. Um, you know, he's like making me bad. If I had not felt bad about it and trying to make it right a second time, if I had not gone and give the sandwich to the homeless, then I wouldn't be where I, I am here today. And so I think that's the point with action, right? Action is not something you say, it's something you do. If you don't do X, whatever X is. Who could I have met? Like maybe people listening to this show right now, who could have inspired? Who are some of you here going to come to the founders? You know, JT Fox 2X, JT Fox double X founders.com. Like, and we might do business together, or you're, you might be in my network and, and see all these billionaires and celebrities I'm part of because whoever I know, you get to know. But you know this by listening to the show or by me going there, something happened and nothing happens if we don't say yes. Yeah, you know, we live so much by that philosophy that our, our careers, JT, uh, I emphasize this when I was the prosecutor and, and throughout my whole career is, is all the great things we can do for people that we don't have to tell anybody about, but we're making a huge difference in their lives and the rippling effect going forward. So that definitely resonates with us. And I think this is part of, of your mega success event 
I'd like you to talk to a little bit about that. I mean, we were very honored that you would have us on stage. And honestly, I'm not going to lie to you, JT. We know you and we respect you and the coaching you do. But we had no idea what we were walking into when we went to Mega Success. And like Dave said, we were just blown away. And then after seeing everyone you had on the, uh, on the stage that you would include us was a great honor. And I think we did okay. But it was a little bit probably outside the queue of what you normally have up there because you had like billionaires, entertainers. You had a lot of really high power people talk to us about that well the idea is this i mean it, we had people from 60 plus country because of the pandemic we probably would have had over 72 we didn't, couldn't have a new zealand and a lot of asian countries right so normally we do 72 to 80 countries from all over the world and the idea is if you put like-minded individuals in a room together hey we can all learn from each other we can all work together we can all benefit together and that's the the concept of relational capital but sometimes people can't relate to the billionaire Right. And by listening to you guys, two attorneys who, by the way, most attorneys work in their business rather than on their business. And and most attorneys are not on TV as much as you are. Most attorneys don't even spend money on advertising because their business is based on referrals. Uh, although you guys do get a lot of referrals, you know, you generate because you go where the client doesn't even know who you are, which, by the way, it takes a lot of time, a lot of money, and it requires a new skill. Right. It, it takes a skill to practice law. Now, all of a sudden, now you got to have a skill about, hey, you know, now I got to create marketing and marketing is not easy, right? You, you, you can throw money into, and it goes into a black hole. 5,000 go in the social media there. And I remember there was a time where marketing wasn't working for you all of a sudden in the middle of the pandemic in the summer, just because Google changed the algorithm, just like that, boom, right? You build this whole system and just like the law, sometimes you have the cases and you are 100% right on the law. You're hundred percent right on the argument, but for some reason, a judge sees it differently, which you're like, huh? Because the problem with common sense, it's not as common as you and I think. And so you have to learn to adapt and pivot. And you have to realize the fundamental price is that life is not fair. Like this just like something happened to me on a social media platform, which, you know, they shadow ban me and then they just ban me for no reason. I mean, just no, I did nothing wrong, Vi did not violate the terms of service. And now obviously we're in litigation. Um, but the whole thing is we can do whatever we want, whenever we want, how we want with no consequences. You know, it's it just the world. And people are like, are you upset? Of course I'm upset. But I realized that that's just life, right? And, and every time you're successful and you're trying to do something great, right? There's someone who wants to take it away or, or you have a roadblock. So you can't cry about it. You got to go next deal, next client, next opportunity. Because if you just dwell in your own sorrow, you're never going to grow as a human being. And I think that's growth that I probably wouldn't kind of had earlier on in my ages. Um, but that's what happens when I get coaching. There's just say, let it go on to the next one. Because that rage fuels me to do better, but it used the rage used to like paralyze me where I obsess over it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's uh, we always talk about the difference between being a victim and a victor in the face of uh, you know being an. Yeah, I can't stand the victim. I mean, I, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. Uh, so, um, and, and by the way, we complain about what we have, but imagine you live in Africa, which I've been many times and I've done a lot of business there, and you live in the middle of Africa. And you have to walk two hours to get water. You're born with no air conditioning, no heating in a house with 12 people. And, you know, you don't always have food and some very, and they're happy and they, or they just want an opportunity. We were born in the United States of America. We're lucky. You know, there's a lot of people who don't have the very freedoms that we have or the American dream or the even the ability to listen to this, right? Whether they're driving a car, a lot of people can't afford a car. So, or wherever they're listening to this as well. So I think sometimes the problem with society now is that we take things for granted. And I do like this JFK quote, ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. 
And it just seems that everybody has their hand out, everybody's pointing fingers, and everybody wants everything done the way they want it done without contributing back. And I think that's what makes it divisive. And I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. So that's just the world that we live in here today, and we got to have to keep changing. Yeah, well, well said. You know, another takeaway from mega success is value. I mean, that's one thing about JT Fox, delivering value and not, and not showing off the money that you have. I mean, we talk about this no fluff, JT Fox, let's go, right? Talk to us a little bit about that. We, as, as a coach and people out there trying to be influencers, we don't need the planes and the yachts and all but the even, stuff even that if, they but have. Even if we do, even if we do, you have to take a look at it. When, when I started businesses, the model was in effect Warren Buffett, right? The dude was worth like 60 billion, it's worth 100 billion now. But um, show how much wealth has increased in the last 10 years. And he drives a Cadillac, which he had for a long time. He lives in the same house. You know, he's a no frills type guy, right? And now we live in a society, which is what's called a social media society, where everyone's showing their planes, their helicopters, they're loud, they're obnoxious. But what happens is they're getting attention that way, but they may not be attracting quality. And the way I take a look at it, if Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos don't post about their stuff, why would I post? And the only reason people are posting stuff like that is number one, to either fake it till they make it to impress people that, oh, wow, look, I'm successful because of that. But then when you look at, you peel the onion, you realize it's a bunch of fugazis, fakes, or they're trying to sell their product, which ironically, that's how they get, they got all that stuff because people bought them a product to try to say, look, I'm successful. I have that. And that's a very dangerous, I think young people are impressionable. They have this whole idea on YouTube's like, what's that? I got a stack of money and then, you know what I mean? Like that. And that's not what wealth is about. And I partner with many billionaires and I do business with some of the world's most successful people. They're not like that. They don't talk like that. They don't act like that. So it's become sort of a YouTube nation of, uh, or social media, get rich quick. And, you know, I have social media as part of branding and positioning, but you know, it's just quality wise. It's, it's just not where you should be. So I, I'd rather have less clients, as you see, you know, we could add 10,000 people if I had a different message at the conference, but we had less people, but all my people are qualified. So, so quality over quantity of people, but it's about the right messaging because eventually all that fakery is like hot air. It's like helium. It eventually goes away. Yeah. Well said, JT. Wow. Yeah, yeah, JT, uh, just uh, one or two more questions uh, before we conclude this, but um Talk to us a little bit about if you can give a couple of pointers to those folks that are out there listening to this who want to get in the game, but they're afraid. Like, what is the mindset that they need? And what, what would you provide to them? What advice and what could you do for them to be able to get them in that game so that they can start having some financial freedom? Well, if the people want some free coaching, then go to my Instagram official at JT Fox, uh, JT Fox double X. And, but uh, you know, the point is there's always going to be fear, but if you fear, if you fear nothing, they fear you. Anything you do for the first time, first date, first business, first trial, uh, you know, first time you put money for marketing, you're always going to be afraid of, you're afraid of the unknown. You do anything five times, the fear goes away. First day at school, five days later, you're not nervous. You know, fifth trial, you're not that nervous. Um, you know, fifth marriage, you're not that nervous because you know what's going to happen. So the point is, it's only a fear at the first. But most people have a fear of trying. And there's three types of things inside us. You have fear, fire, and permafrost. Fear is the thing that stops dreams, uh, makes people overthink, procrastinate, come up with excuses. Fire is that passion, that enthusiasm that I have, that both of you have, that many people that are watching this still have. And then the permafrost is there's something frozen inside us. It could be a past relationship, past failure, 
uh, our parents. And if we try to put good soil on top of the permafrost, it's still frozen. And so we have to dethaw the permafrost. Whatever you're weak at, that's why you're not earning your worth. Whatever's frozen inside, eventually it dethaws and it consumes you. Now, the fire will often burn the fear off, but it will never replace the, the permafrost. And so we are our own best asset, but also our own worst enemy. Wow. You know, we had Bruce Buffer on the show as well, a friend of yours, and he talked about mistakes and, and, and learning from mistakes. And, and I think that's the theme here is, is you know, we're going to make mistakes and hopefully they're not too critical, but learning from those mistakes, getting past them and being resilient. But Dave, he also well, a wise man learns from his mistakes while a genius learns from other people's mistakes, right? It's okay to make one mistake as long as you don't repeat it. So I think mistakes and failure is what moves us forward. But having a coach says, do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't put this on the ad or just say this, that that's how you progress forward. But most people look at how much things cost rather than how much things are going to make them uh, or save them in the long run. And that's, it's a different mentality. And a lot of it has been instilled by schools and our parents and society because there's this fear of success or fear of failure. So. Well, JT, but there, there, I'm seeing a million, since our relationship with you, and since we've really been getting into, by the way, you mentioned, yeah, the marketing and the business stuff for the Bianchi Law Group, but what caught my attention was one of our pr first coaches prior to you, but now you're our coach, was that there's no honor in not having eyeballs on your law firm. And, and that really resonated with me that the great work we do is limited in scope because lots of people don't get to see the great services. So we've really changed that way. But JT, there are a million coaches out there. It seems like it's a cottage industry now. And you're like the number one wealth coach in, in America. What is the qualitative distinction between... How do people find the real deal like you versus what else is out there? I mean, it's the same thing. There's a million lawyers. So there's a million of everything. There's a million of everything. It doesn't matter what industry you are. Number one, results. Results don't lie, but people who don't have any do. You guys are the best. You have also credibility of being a former prosecutor, which to me, that says to me, this is a guy who knows both sides. You're on TV a lot. And obviously you have the cases that you one day gives us. Same thing with me. I have results. I have 26,000 clients in 104 countries. I've personally been in and do business in 54. I have tons of other businesses. I've made millions in business, uh, internet marketing, crypto, coaching, speaking, um, uh, online. I mean, I've done it all. So so in the end, it just all comes to it, the part is that there's everyone here who's listening to the show, there is competition. If there's no competition, unfortunately, you're probably not a good business. Uh, but but I say there's nothing, you, you're just doing it. Coaching is done in a continuum, just like, you know, you're, everyone hates lawyers until they need them. And you're only as good as your lawyer. You're only as good as your coach. You're only as good as your doctor. So I think that's kind of like the point. And you never stop and you never stop building the relationship. And you're always thankful for the people that get you in the life. And you never forget where you come from. Because if you help, forget the people that help you get to where you are. Then when you go on the way down, eventually there is always a curve. They, they won't be there for you. And so a lot of people don't show respect and loyalty and gratitude and uh, they just think it's expected. So I appreciate what you guys did for me. In fact, I will never forget for the rest of my life what you did for me. And I will always be there for you like you were there for me. Because to me, loyalty 24-7, 365. Again, we want to give a sincere thank you to our coach and special guest, JT Fox. It left a profound impression on me when JT Fox said, a wise man learns from his mistakes while a genius learns from other people's mistakes. It's okay to make one mistake as long as you don't repeat it. 
I think mistakes and failures is what moves us forward. But having a coach who says, do this, don't do this, don't do this, do this, don't put that on your ad, or don't say this, that's how you progress forward. You've been listening to Nothing But The Truth podcast with me, Dave Bruno, and my partner and host, Robert Bianchi. We are two former prosecutors and media personalities. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd appreciate it if you could leave a review and share this podcast to anyone that would benefit from these stories of rising from adversity and thriving for ultimate success. For more information on this interview with JT Fox, see the show notes of this episode in your podcast app or visit nothingbutthetruthpodcast.com. For more info, old episodes, podcasts, and even video series videos. At Bianchi Law Group, they will guide you through their free consultation, laying down the foundation for your criminal defense with the right legal advice and team. All of their lawyers are highly experienced former prosecutors. Therefore, you know you can face a criminal trial with a strong defense. Their firm continuously makes numerous appearances in revered publications and TV networks. Their extensive experience in criminal law makes them confident in the legal field, at the same time offering their three pillars of service, courage, compassion, and commitment to all of their clients. Without the right legal advice and help, you face a criminal trial that can result in dire consequences with hefty fines and a prison sentence. If you are in New Jersey and facing criminal charges, you need to contact the Bianchi Law Group LLC now, 862-210-8570 or BianchiLawGroup.com. Their team of criminal defense lawyers considers you as a whole person and tailors the best defense strategy and resolution for your situation and convene the strongest possible defense. Robert A. Bianchi Esquire and David J. Bruno Esquire are New Jersey Supreme Court Certified Criminal Trial Attorneys of Bianchi Law Group, LLC, handling criminal defense, domestic violence, and municipal court cases with a team of former prosecutors who fight the government when they charge their clients with crimes. 8 Campus Drive, Suite 105, Parsippany, New Jersey, 07054, 862-210-8570. The Bianchi Law Group LLC has prepared this concern for general information purposes. Nothing herein is intended to create an attorney-client relationship and shall not be construed as legal advice. The preceding program was paid for by Bianchi Law Group LLC. The views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMTR. As always, it is advisable to consult a professional before making a major decision.